Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Matt. And I am Ben. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Today, we're looking at something that's uh, pretty dark. Uh, It's a part of the American past. And it encompasses a lot of different groups, um, but one in particular. Right. We are talking about the famous COINTELPRO. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those things that was once called a conspiracy theory and later emerged, surprise, surprise, to be a factual conspiracy spanning decades and What we'd like to do today is talk a little bit about how this came about, what it was, how it affected both the United States and the world, and uh, maybe we'll end on a question about what happened to it, right? Yeah, where did it go? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, what what dark humor we already have at the beginning, gallows humor here. Um, All right, so COINTELPRO... uh, counterintelligence on the part of the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation here in good old U.S. of A. Um, the thing is that this was an act of political repression, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And it was a way to keep tabs on political groups uh, that were completely legal mm-hmm. inside the U.S. that the FBI, headed by J. Edgar Hoover, believed could be a threat to the country. Now, what kind of threat, uh, eg- existential, physical, uh, <laughs> right. it kind ideological. of varies, ideological, yeah, um, it varies, but uh, so the one that we're going to be focusing on today mm-hmm. are the threats, are the physical threats that they believed. Okay, yeah, and I think that's fair. So a little bit of background. COINTELPRO, you're probably wondering, is this another overly awkward government acronym? Uh, kind of, no, but not really, because it's it stands for counterintelligence program. So thank goodness it's not like 
changing one intelligent new, I can't do the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, but the point being here that it was an active, uh, surveillance and repression program, uh, seen as vital for the national security of the United States. And of course, national security is everybody's favorite boogeyman, uh, depending on which political generation you live in. Well, it's a, it's a boogeyman and it's also the thing you can just mention if you want to convince someone that it's something is important. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could start using national security just on my own. Yeah, uh, for, for personal some, things, for some extra swag, but unfortunately, I'm not a nation yet. One day, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. But uh, so the FBI, as we know, has engaged in similar acts way, way back in its time of inception, which is, you know, uh, the early 1900s. Uh, another example that isn't quite COINTELPRO, but is a very similar operation would be the FBI's surveillance of suspected communists during, uh, the two red scares of U.S. history. That's right. There were two. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I feel like maybe we need to go ahead and do a whole nother episode on that as well. I think that mm-hmm. deserves its own research. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to hear more about the Red Scare one and then it's uh, Red Scare redo, uh, let us know and we will make a whole audio episode on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I also did a guest host spot with uh, Stuff You Missed in History class on the Red Scare. Oh, wow. Uh, so you can tune in to hear some of that. It's a deep cut, you guys. It's an oldie but a goodie. So we know that there were these different methods for combating people who would challenge the status quo of the nation. These could be people like communists or anarchists or other political dissidents. These could also just be labor movements and unions. Um, so during the Truman and Roosevelt years, we start to see things that are more direct predecessors of COINTELPRO around the, the 30s. But what we're talking about, COINTELPRO in its most well-known form, officially began in 1956 in August, and it was to stop the communist. Yep. Dun, stop dun, those dun. communists, man. Mm-hmm. They don't like capitalism. That Everything that we do is based on this one idea, this set of ideas. So uh, the kind of stuff they would do uh, seems to range from mean-spirited middle schooler pranks like anonymous phone calls, you know, Quit while you're, you know, quit you red commie. Yeah. Uh, to unnecessary, uh, audits or unnecessarily thorough audits, government harassment and attempts to infiltrate these groups and of course turn them against one another. Something I never really thought about, Ben, is that just the act of infiltrating a group one time and then making it known that that group has been infiltrated can create such dissension inside a group, even if you didn't really do use that uh, infiltration for any means other than to expose that it's been infiltrated. Mm-hmm. It, it just that idea uh, creates such suspicion amongst group members. Uh, it creates, uh, yeah, just that idea of, Oh wait, now if that guy was an infiltrator or an FBI agent, then, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Who is this person I've been speaking with? Right. And it removes credibility for outside groups or oh, outside yeah. observers who might be future supporters of a group. Uh, so well, let's bracket the idea of communist as a threat to the U.S. I agree it's a different show. Okay. Um, and we won't cover it today. Let's look at the one of the huge problems here, which is that shortly after um, the inception of the modern COINTELPRO, A guy named Hoover, who some of our listeners may have heard of, uh, decided, you know who is also a threat to America as it stands today? Uh, Black leaders, black people in general, because as we can tell, Hoover at this time is a fan of the racist ideology prevalent in the United States. At least it seems to be from the memos that. I've been, uh, I guess, declassified in leaks. Uh, okay, you're being very fair, Matt. And I'm trying to be fair. You are being very uh, fair, and I'm sorry. Um, clearly, I am pro-civil rights. I oh, mean, no. Okay, come call on. Call me now. a commie. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I am joking. I am joking. But, yeah, I think you're being fair with the treatment of Hoover um, because all we know is um, the stuff left over in the documents that, as far as we know, 
were authored by him, right? Yeah, he was obviously afraid uh, because, again, he was head of the FBI at this time, and he was obviously afraid of an what he called an uprising, mm-hmm. um, basically an overthrow of the status quo of the time. Right. He pictured a revolution. Yes. And after, uh, in 1963, he started saying Martin Luther King Jr. is the primary focus or the primary, um, the, the potential leader of a violent revolution or a violent revolution, which is, which is strange when you think about it because, uh, one of the huge differentiating factors between, uh, Martin Luther King and other similar leaders like Malcolm X was that Martin Luther King Jr., uh, clearly advocated, uh, nonviolent revolution, you know, similar to Gandhi, similar to other organizations seeking equality around the world. In, uh, in the FBI memos, it actually states that, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. would be the supreme leader of this, uh, of the black nationalist movement, if not for what they called his liberal leanings, uh, his nonviolence. Right. Liberal they specifically called it his, uh, white liberal yep. something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we have a quote, and while, uh, we're checking that out, let's just go ahead and say off the top a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, COINTELPRO's illegal activities during this time, uh, were conducted in secret, were conducted without government oversight outside of the FBI, and were incredibly racist with this sort of veneer of um, concern for mm-hmm. uh, social uh, social upstanding. But it's just the same way that you would hear people use other euphemisms in, sadly enough, the modern day uh, to disguise uh, huge racist tendencies. So we are going to be talking about some very ugly things in U.S. history, to say the least. So, uh, so I'm just going to give you, this is a partial quote from the, this is a memo about the, the counterintelligence program. And uh, this is referring to black nationalist hate groups. This is what they called them, black nationalist hate groups. And this is part of the goals in one of these memos. And uh, I'm just going to read this to you. Um, please forgive me. Like, thank you for that caveat, Ben. But here we go. This is goal number two. To prevent the rise of a messiah who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement, Malcolm X might have been such a messiah, colon, he is the martyr of the movement today, Martin Luther King, Stokely Carmichael, and Elijah Muhammad all aspire to this position. King could be a very real contender for this position should he abandon his supposed obedience to white liberal doctrine, and then in, uh, <laughs> and then it just says nonviolence. Mm. Uh, in quotation marks, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's strange when we think about this because this sounds like it is something that could be written by a hate group, like a white power group today. Uh, however, um, this, the stuff that comes out of the FBI at this time is sadly in line with a lot of other official government documentation and position. So when they say that there are these radical black hate groups or whatever uh what what they're focusing on are things like the student nonviolent coordinating committee yeah. and stokely carmichael the southern christian leadership conference mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah which uh they sound like some bruisers right oh yeah but uh they actually started a program in 1970 1967 uh and the fbi called it cointelpro black hate so it Focused on the Christian Leadership Conference, the Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Martin Luther King himself, and the offices, uh, 23 different FBI offices around the states were instructed to disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of black nationalist hate type organizations. Um, and along the, the, the biggest way, thing is yeah. to stop the growth. Right. Yeah. To, because there was a growing movement at the time. And they were just saying, you know, chop the head off it or, you know, not, well, they didn't, they didn't literally put down in words anything about causing violence against these, against any of these leaders. Mm -hmm. They only were talking about, uh, undermining their leadership. Right. More of a nip it in the bud. Yes. Nip it in the bud. Kind (laughs) Kind of thing. And at the same time, this is interesting. 
at the same time, they were working to, uh, to partner with other government agencies in the case of wide scale civil unrest. I mean, riots that eat up a city and stuff. Um, but one of the, one of the subtext of the secret COINTELPRO operations that I find so fascinating is that a lot of this kicked into gear when Martin Luther King, uh, was, began speaking about, uh, so, social inequality and financial inequality. So the, the large speech that made him, that made Dr. King number one on Hoover's, mm, okay, we're a family friendly show, yeah. so I'll call it a hit list. <laughs> oh God, but that's, all right, okay. A sh- <laughs> short list of people, uh, that he considered a threat. Um, one of the, the big speech that set this off was, came from his, uh, 1963 March on Washington yeah. for jobs yeah. and freedom. And that it sounds so dangerous, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I guess it could be to the status quo yep. at the time, but the, um, the other thing was the, uh, poor people's campaign. Uh, which was the idea to occupy Washington, D.C., and uh, an idea that might sound familiar to uh, some of our listeners who might have been involved in the Occupy movement. So all of this goes on, and there are other players that we're going to meet, too. Of course, the Nation of Islam, the Black Panther Party, and the, the Nation of Islam and the Black Panther Party um, are definitely much more, um, let's see, much more likely to consider violence as a means to an end. And depending on the members or the sections of what you go to for some of these groups, um, you know, the nation of Islam ha- does have clearly racist elements. And, you know, I don't feel comfortable making a blanket statement about the Black Panther Party because I do believe that there is a difference between saying, you know, you can be a black nationalist and not be a racist person. Um, I think that is, I think we might get some hate mail for that, but I can defend that statement. And to be fair, at the same time, COINTELPRO is putting some resources into monitoring white hate groups, specifically the Ku Klux Klan. Just a little bit. Was it about 15%? Yeah, yeah. Um, The vast majority of the funding was going toward monitoring uh, black, what they call black hate groups. Mm-hmm. And as we find later, when the church committee, uh, from the U.S. Senate investigated COINTELPRO, uh, they found that COINTELPRO in some ways began because the FBI was, um, felt, the FBI felt stymied and, uh, they, they felt like they were too constrained by the Supreme Court going, hey, you can't go out and beat the crap out of people because they don't, you know, want, they don't agree with the current setup of the government. Yeah. Uh, but interesting story. The public would have never known about COINTELPRO or it would have stayed a conspiracy theory were it not for one particular moment in, uh, history, one particular crime. Yes. It was a, there was a crime and we're going to learn about that right after we get back from a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, thank you for listening. And you know, like every, every show we have ads Mm -hmm. and, um, we just hope you will take into consideration, uh, you know, especially this new sponsor because we're really proud of it. Yeah. Are you tired of being unheard? Do you feel that no one is listening to your voice? Are you tired of forgetting all those great ideas you've had and then just sitting around and trying to think of them again in a haze of probably marijuana? When's the last time you got angry about your phone bill? Friends, fret no more. The answer to these and more questions can all be found in our newest sponsor, COINTELPHONE. COINTELPHONE. It's the only phone that's always listening. Even if it's off, even if the batteries aren't in, never fear. Your next statement's anything from a half-hearted murmur of assent to a rambling rant about the president will be collected instantly at our top-secret data facilities. Information will be sent to the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, and all other government agencies in the alphabet. 
And the best part is, there's no charge for either the data plan or the phone itself. Be aware that tampering with, hacking, altering, misusing, purposely misplacing, or otherwise damaging your phone may be punishable by up to 15 years in prison. So come on down to your nearest corner, anywhere really, and just wave your hands around and say, I want phone And we'll be there. phone We're always listening. Brought to you by... Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. And we're back. Yes. So uh, now it's time to talk about how John and Jane Q. Public ever learned of COINTELPRO's weird racist campaign to begin with. Well, it's a funny story, actually. Really interesting. A small group of activists calling themselves the Citizens Commission to Investigate the FBI, they decided uh, they're in Philadelphia And there is a small FBI office that is lightly guarded, and they believe that there is information being held at the FBI um, of illegal activities, essentially. And these are just kind of regular citizens, like you said, Ben. Right. These Uh, aren't career criminals or no, not not criminals at all. Terrorists. These are much more likely to be students, academics and such. Mm -hmm. And there is one Ph.D. in there. And, well, they decided on the night of the fight of the century, in quotes, the 1971 bout between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, Mm -hmm. they thought, well, hey, everybody's going to be listening on their radios or preoccupied on their televisions. This is a great night to go and do some nefarious stuff. Nefarious to an extent. Mm -hmm. So they broke into the small office. One guy was a lockpick, by the way. Um, And they took 
uh, just a ton of files mm. and they proceeded to disseminate those files to various uh, publishers and, and journalists. And uh, that's how we found out about it. Just because a small group of people decided, you know what, we're going to go in there and see what the heck they're up to. And let's be clear. Uh, we are not, we're, we're not able to say that this is something people should ever do themselves. Because it was committing a crime still. They were absolutely committing a crime. We would not have uncovered the great deal of other crimes perpetrated by the government had these people not committed a crime themselves. In the aftermath of this, uh, the public goes bananas. Yeah. And this uh, once upon a time conspiracy theory spread around by members of these various groups, including anti-war advocates. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not forget that the FBI also was focusing on people who were against the war in Vietnam, for example. Mm-hmm. And so this comes to light in what, what is it? 71? Yeah, 1971. And from this, we see congressional investigations and these investigations conclude that the tactics employed by the FBI and the programs, uh, that they were running are no ifs, ands, or buts. Illegal. So illegal. Yeah. Just so against the law. But then also, the church committee's report on this uh, emerged with some interesting instances of other um, other breaches of privacy, often at the request of presidents. So let's just walk through the presidents real quick. Oh, geez. You want All to? right. Yeah, I'm ready for okay. it. Okay. Um, if you had a, if one of your favorite presidents is from 1908 or earlier, just to get ready to know they're not perfect. <laughs> um, all right. So Roosevelt, President Roosevelt wanted the FBI to, uh, keep track of citizens who were sending telegrams to the White House against his national defense policy. Um, Truman got insider information on, uh, Roosevelt's, uh, staffing, um, his staff aides and how he would arrange meetings with them. Eisenhower got, uh, reports on any, uh, contacts, like friends of foreign officials, uh, who they hung out with when they hung out in Washington. Oh, wow. Which, you know, a lot of these you can understand. If the ability is there, someone's going to use it. Um, the uh, Kennedy wiretapped a bunch of people, um, including some law firms, um, and uh, the U.S. and his brother Robert F. Kennedy also uh, listened into an FBI wiretap on Dr. King. Jeez. I know uh, President Johnson, Lyndon Johnson, who did all kinds of ridiculous stuff as well, uh, also had the FBI check up on his opponent. In the election, uh, and of course, President Nixon had all sorts of wiretapping adventures, uh, that we could probably cover in a different podcast. And he himself found himself, uh, you know, attached to a recording on the phone several times. Yep. Uh, I guess it, I don't know, is it a lesson? Maybe, kind of. Not the tappers really. become the tapped. Yep. If you live by the tap, you shall die by the tap. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. That's just a bad quotation. But uh, with this, what what this means is that the program was exposed, and these kind of things only thrive in darkness and obscurity. And yeah, the only the only way you're ever going to find out about it if someone decides to use uh, go by their conscience and leak it out. I mean, really, it's it's kind of brings us back to whistleblowers again and the importance of that kind of thing and also the danger to these organizations like the FBI of whistleblowers and the NSA and why they're so terrified of people like Edward Snowden. And I, you know, I have to ask you before, let's take a sidebar before okay. we finish the COINTEL part or get to what I think is the most exciting part of this podcast. Um, I have to ask you, do you think that people who uh people who as you said follow their conscience working for the government uh, or any government and disclose these secrets do you think that they should be immune to the laws for violating that agreement it's very strange it should be it's it's such a tough area because you've you've got to be beholden to law law has to stand no matter what if we live in a just society um but if but if a group, a group that you're working for is breaking the law, mm-hmm. 
and you're you're aware of it, but nobody else is aware of it, and you come out, I think I think there should be some kind of immunity there. Okay, here's my thing. If you are whistleblowing for a private organization that is breaking the law, let's say um let let's say that some you find out that some fast food company is uh skirting hygiene laws, putting illegal additives in, you blow the whistle, you're probably going to get fired. Why would you want to keep working there? And there are protections for you. In in government organizations or those affiliated with government organizations, when you sign the oaths of secrecy or the NDAs and all that other stuff, which means non-disclosure agreement, then I believe that people should, if you're, if you're following your conscience, you should be fully prepared for the ramifications or consequences of the actions that you agreed to. Like it's a process that you agreed to originally. And we could have some, maybe some of our listeners will write in and say, well, they're, they, you don't know what you're agreeing to. It's a pig in a poke because you don't know what you're keeping secret until after you sign it. But the idea of, um, the, the idea of, blanket immunity for anyone who follows their conscience. The, the, the problem with that is that people's conscious or moral decisions don't always follow the same compass. Sure, sure. They all vary. And, and also, if that was true, then yeah, there would be so many whistleblowers because, come on, man, capitalism is based on the exploitation of, of something, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, and so if, you're, if everyone was following their conscience... Uh, yeah, nothing would ever get done. There would be no industry. <laughs> well, you know, it's very interesting because you and I have, you and I have had this conversation often, uh, outside of work or when we're off the air. And one of the questions that we ask each other is, are we approaching a future wherein secrets will be impossible? And I think that's a, that's a powerful question, but it's also a question for another day. And, but it kind of brings us. Yeah. To the last part of this yep. uh, episode, which is as we approach this future where secrets don't exist anymore and we're getting closer and closer to that edge. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay, and even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life, and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. What the heck happened to this COINTEL program? Uh, does it still exist? And it, or did it just morph? Did it change a little bit into something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Personally, I think that it never really stopped. There's absolutely no reason nor compelling consequence large enough to uh, prevent people from continuing to use this ability. In fact, uh, as the leaks by both Julian Assange and Edward Snowden show, uh, the technology has increased and the intent uh, has also become more focused, more clarified. Uh, the idea of national security, um, whether or not you or I or anyone thinks it's a valid or invalid thing, uh, the point is that the idea has enough support there that it gets us to uh, some some frightening edges. So I think that not only do things like COINTELPRO continue, and there is proof that, you know, the, these things do continue, maybe not in a huge unified way, but the, this kind of monitoring infiltration clearly continues. Um, the scary thing is for me, it's exciting and frightening, is uh, how how far along has technology pushed these original aims, you know, the idea, the the days of having to physically go to a uh, a telephone line, physically put a wire in to listen to someone, uh, those days are long gone. Yeah, I, that is that is something that we didn't even really talk about too much is the the methods used for these COINTEL oh, to yeah, gather yeah. the information. Um, and I don't mean to swing way back, but just as some context for what we're talking about here. You would, you, if you wanted to say, listen into somebody's conversations they were having in a hotel room, let's say in a motel somewhere, the, you would have to get the room next to, adjacent to the room, uh, of the person you're trying to monitor, put a microphone up against the wall or somehow plant a microphone in that room before yeah. they rent the room out. Or, I mean, there's, it, it was very difficult or you'd have to catch them on a phone conversation. Uh, in order to get actual evidence. The, yeah, there's, uh, there's a guy named Brian Glick who wrote a book called War at Home. And in War at Home, Glick talks about four umbrella methods that the FBI would use during COINTELPRO. And one of these, of course, is infiltration. So, you know, you're, I know I always use the vegan co-op as an example. <laughs> so you're, you're at a vegan co-op, right? And you guys are, uh, so angry that, um, it's difficult to grow heirloom produce, right? Because of all the pesticides used in large agricultural concerns. And in comes some guy, you know, Falcon, and he came from Portland or something. And he's super cool. You know, he's cool. Turns out he's been working for the FBI the entire time. Falcon? Right? Not Falcon. Ah. Falcon. And then there's a, the, so that's one, infiltration. Another one, psychological warfare. Uh, I would also count this as propaganda. So this would be misinformation. Um, yeah, like sending out, getting the letterhead of whatever group mm-hmm. you're upset with and then sending out fake publications. Like I always, I always enjoy reading a news story, um, where the news is coming from an anonymous source. Yes. Or, uh, an official who asked not to be named. Of the company or the Man. department, because that that kind of that always makes me think that someone got the soft go ahead, the soft green light. Yeah. Uh, so the next one would be legal harassment. This is what we we're talking about when we said um, people getting audited every year on the dot um, without necessarily being shady or false arrest, um, wrong wrongful imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one, of course, one of the more dangerous would be illegal force, uh, which which is kind of a vague term. But that means stuff like partnering with local uh, law enforcement 
to do break-ins. Yeah, like a raid on a house. Or yeah, an no, office. no warrant searches mm-hmm. is one of the big ones. Now, does it's intimidation really? That's yeah. That kind of it all, 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 all three of the everything except for um, I think the propaganda stuff goes back to intimidation and maybe propaganda as well. Psychological warfare also includes directly addressing people. It's a dirty, murky realm. This whole, it is. Uh, infiltration it is and and you know we have to stop back we have to step back for a second here um and i have to ask you the question and then we also have to make a a statement after this so here's the question matt do you think cointelpro or something like it continues well yeah i think obviously i think anyone who's paying attention to the news lately uh just the technology the technology makes it so easy now why wouldn't you like you said earlier you know, if if you have access to a technology that makes uh, with the presidents that you have the ability to get, I, I'm going to use this word. I know this is kind of a bad word, All right. but gather information. Uh huh. It's so easy to do it now. Then why wouldn't you? So yeah, it's if we look at these capabilities, this sort of for Lord of the Rings analogy, a ring of power. It's very very difficult to throw that kind of ability away. Yeah, and for some people, it's impossible. But uh, that's, that's a pretty crappy comparison, of course. Um, one thing I would say, or maybe it's not too much of a bad comparison because you can be invisible. You can, as you said, gather information. Okay. I like it. I'm on board. I'm back on board with it. But the, the biggest thing yeah. though is whether or not it's, whether or not the infiltration techniques are being used and the, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of groups that are being, uh, you know, their doors are being pushed in by a local police or something. There are groups who have made, who've made claims about stuff like this. Uh, we have to be very careful with this too, because it's no secret that often, often both, both sides of these equations can tell wildly different stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there are examples of people who said that the, um, FDA came and confiscated all of the raw milk that a, a small farm was creating. Um, and it comes out that there was an outbreak of a disease and it wasn't just this farm. It was everything in a certain risk area or something like that. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong, but I am saying there are two ways about it. And then I feel that it would be remiss for us to make this, this statement. Um, well, don't do it. Let me get my soapbox. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we did not make okay. this statement, we would be remiss. Thank you, Matt. Good save. Um, so let me get my audio soapbox here. You'll probably hear me stepping up on it. And here we go. We are not saying that governments are inherently evil. We are not telling anybody that, you know, Big Brother is gonna come and, and just steal things to make your life inconvenient, like just your left shoes or something. But what we are saying is that it is clearly proven that COINTELPRO, as with the COINTELPRO proper, actually did occur and probably would have continued had it not been for someone committing a crime. This is a very heavy moral question, you know, um, and it's one that comes back up again in the modern day with Edward Snowden. I read an interesting conspiracy uh, theory recently, Matt, that said um, Edward Snowden is a Russian operative um, and that he was deep cover, which doesn't make too much sense given his age. But um, I've been reading a lot of Edward Snowden conspiracy theories, and I heard uh, one that said that he was working for Russia and that the secrets he quote-unquote leaked were not really true at all. And it's Russian propaganda. Um, well, our our government certainly hasn't done a great job of dispelling. No, those they, they have not. <laughs> they have not. That's true. And then another one I read was that um, was that he had Edward Snowden uh, had a green light from Washington and from Langley to go public with this. Whoa! To try and start dissent amongst the American I don't people. Know. I so don't the know. World War Three will come along, and then no, there oh. wasn't any evidence of this, <laughs> at least that I could find. But you know, write in and and uh, let us know what you think. Well, it's see, it's so crazy, man, because in the worlds again, these murky worlds of just 
spying and and secret information. Mm-hmm. Who the heck? Who do you trust, Ben? Who do I trust? Hey, who can you trust? Um, trust I don't no know. One. Trust no one. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder about you and, and Noel, honestly. Well, look, I'll tell you about Noel later. Uh, we'll have a little sidebar. He's always listening. He's always got those headphones on. I swear he can hear every word that I say. All right. So, uh, before, well, here, well, one last yeah, thing. Yeah. One last thing. If you're, if you're interested in the, the Citizens Commission to investigate the FBI and that whole story, uh, please check out the burglary colon the discovery of J. Edgar Hoover's secret FBI. Uh, it's a book written by Betty uh, Metzger and it's fascinating. I put a little clip of it in our episode about COINTELPRO, um, when I think they were on Democracy Now. It's a fascinating book. It's a really good read. Uh, check it out if you're interested. Oh, and, uh, lest you think that we are being a direct source of misinformation and, and maybe you're saying, no, man, COINTELPRO, that's crazy talk. You can go to the FBI.gov website directly, check out the thing they have called the vault where they admit, uh, what the congressional investigation found in COINTELPRO. Whew, that was a mental exercise <laughs> to phrase that that carefully, wasn't it? That is interesting that they're like, yes, we will admit to what this one congressional committee said was true. And, you know, that's probably that's probably the way you have to do it. Yeah. And as always, before we end the podcast, uh, we always want to go straight to the learn more with with you, Matt. Uh, you mm-hmm. always have a source for us to learn more from. And thank you for doing that, by the way. And then we like to read listener mail. All right. We've got we've got a couple today. So um, first. We, we've been getting some ghost stories. Remember when we yes. did the ghost oh, episode? Oh, man, some really good ones. Yes. Too. Uh, so first I was thinking we could go to a government-related thing, and then we'll do one ghost story. Okay. All right. So uh, Tiffany W. writes to us. Um, I believe Tiffany is just from the Internet. She doesn't say where she's from. So Tiffany says, hi, guys. I'm writing to request a show about 9-11 and bin Laden. Uh, he's, uh, Tiffany says, a cousin of mine recently posted to Facebook – this. I feel bad for bin Laden. Our government threw 9-11 on him. He denied it. But if you did that to America, wouldn't you brag about it? Don't believe me. Watch Loose Change 9-11, uh, which is uh, Loose Change is a thing that you and I hear about a lot. It's one of the first things I ever saw in the conspiracy realm. Uh, so Tiffany continues, it was such an inflammatory post. He got quite defensive when the folks on his friends list tried to debate this with him. I would like to know more about this topic. I know it's controversial and it's a touchy subject, but it might be a good idea to educate folks about this topic and the theories surrounding it. I'm in. Oh, okay. Man, a few words. Huh? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll take a look at it, especially if other listeners are interested in hearing it or there's something you want us to talk about related to Bin Laden and 9-11. Let us know. Our last email, the one that is related to Ghost, I'm looking at it and I'm realizing it's probably a little too long to read on on uh, this show right now. Maybe yeah, we can too long it. to read, but man, is it great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it comes from a friend of ours named Nick, uh, and Nick wrote in to tell us about a paranormal experience he had on set. On Saturday, on December 19th, 2009, which remains the worst day of his life. Uh, Nick, we hope you're listening. We want you to know that we were big fans of this story. And, you know, maybe we should save this for when we do another entirely listener mail episode. That'd be great. We just read the entire story. Yeah, I, we can make a, make a day of it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's put that in the vault. All right, so everybody's going to have to hold on for Nick's ghost story, but we've been receiving some other great ghost stories, and uh, we would like to read some of them on the air in the future. So if you have a story for us, please write to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on, oh, what, wait, big news. We have our very own website now. It's www.stufftheydontwantyoutoknow.com. Yeah, it's all true. We have a website. It's crazy. If you guys want to support what we're doing here, the best way to do that is to go to our website. Uh, you can watch all of our videos there. You can listen to all of these podcast episodes. Um, easily clickable. We've, yeah. We're going to have blogs we coming blogs, up. Uh, and we also 
want to know if we should start a forum. We've been looking into it. We don't want to start it unless you are into it and something that you would be interested in doing, uh, being able to talk with the other listeners in this community directly uh, and, and outside in the future, of Facebook. Yes, and in the future, our, that forum can really serve as our future episode kind of um, the machine that creates our future episodes where we have people discussing certain topics and then... I think it's going to be huge if you guys are interested. Yeah, every every really good episode we do is not originally our idea. It no. comes from a listener. It comes from someone like you in the audience. So let us know what the next big idea is. Let us know what we should cover. Let us know what you think about COINTEL and about Ghost and what we should say or look into at least about Osama bin Laden. Uh, you can email us directly. Our address is conspiracy at discovery.com oh and uh, don't forget to order your COINTEL phone by heading on down to the street and waving your arms around please note by listening to this podcast you have legally agreed to the terms of service and use for COINTEL phone For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.